This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Kensington Publishing. If you're craving a great read, Kensington Books has you covered with this month's batch of new cozy mysteries for food fans. So we've got Grilled for Murder by Maddie Day. It's in her Country Store Mystery series where pancakes come with the side (laughs) of murder. And a great book comes with a batch of original recipes for you to try once you're reading. Excuse me, waiter. um, Instead of the side of murder, can I get like bacon maybe? Uh, Do you have sausage links? (laughs) Yeah. Or if you're feeling like chicken... Turn to Murder Most Foul by Edith Maxwell. Her fan favorite organic farmer turned sleuth, Cam Flaherty, returns with an all-new tale of all-natural England-style murder. And then there's Death by Tiara. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. You let that go by way too quickly. What is England-style murder? I don't know. Does it involve uh, crumpets? It absolutely, yes. The crumpets come with a side of of crumpets, which are also murder. Okay, then there's Death by Tiara by Laura Levine, in which sleuth and ice cream addict Jane Austen, along with her cat, Prozac, Zach battles crime at the Miss Teen Queen America contest. Wow, it's hard to say this. <laughs> Grilled for Murder, Murder Most Foul, and Death by Tiara are available now everywhere books are sold and at kensingtonbooks.com. And they all come with a side of murder. <laughs> I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about vinegar part two. Yes. Can we do a previously? Yeah, let's do a previously on spilled milk. Previously on spilled milk. Mrs. Covison. (laughs) Uh, White vinegar, white wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar, rice vinegar. We tasted all those things. We tasted all those things. And then at a certain point we were like, whoa, this is two shows. Uh, Let's turn it into two shows. Yeah, and also our tongues needed a rest from, from all that acidic juice. We also uh, drank drinking vinegars. Yep, we drank drinks. We we talked about some science. Yep, we don't have to do that again. No, thank, thank God. God. Um, so this time we're going to be we're going to be sampling from the darker end of the spectrum. Yes. Things we're going to get into the dark arts. <laughs> I um, actually majored in defense against the dark arts. Oh, really? Yes. At Hogwarts? Yeah, I I mean <laughs> It wasn't really such a great degree program. Our professors kept dying and getting <laughs> enchanted and stuff. I mean, it was exciting, but like at I've the end... I've always wanted to get enchanted. Like in the movie Enchanted? 
<laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I haven't either. You know, if you were listening to Vinegar Part 1, you may have heard about all the other movies that I haven't seen. Well, and if you weren't listening to Vinegar Part 1, this episode is going to make no sense whatsoever. Not at all. So maybe go back and listen to Vinegar Part 1. I've got, like... Matthew, I know this like never happens to you, but sometimes when I like pull my hair up on top of my head, like one piece of hair is tighter than the other ones, and it's like really distracting. I have to address this problem. As a hairless person, I am not sympathetic. <laughs> I feel like maybe our show has some continuity errors. Like, haven't we like killed off some characters <laughs> that later reappeared? <laughs> you mean Mrs. Cobison? <laughs> Mrs. Cobison and Prince. Uh, yeah, that guy from the first season of Game of Thrones, Ned Flanders or whatever. Um, <laughs> Okay. Well, in that case, let's just move right along to sherry vinegar. Okay. Sherry vinegar is one of my favorites. So it is so distinctive. Yes. I find that I either love it or hate it. uh, When I am going to whip up a quick vinaigrette for a salad, I will reach for either lemon juice or sherry vinegar 90% of the time. Huh. I reach for red wine vinegar 90% of the time. I find that sometimes if like if Brandon makes a salad dressing that has sherry vinegar in it, I my first bite I'll be kind of like what's wrong with this? Well, sherry sherry is funky. Oh, yeah. This this is like got a real homey smell to me. This is very very woody. Mhm. I mean, it's delicious. Oh, I love it. And it's got it's got a burn to it that, mm-hmm. that none of the other vinegars we've tried so far. It is far. so cool. It's really cool. For some reason, though, I just don't... Like, I think I could really enjoy this with club soda mm-hmm. on ice. Like, I think sherry vinegar would make a great base for a drinking vinegar. I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. I think this could be... You may have just launched a trend without realizing it. Wow. I think it's actually going to be the first time I've ever done that. I don't think so. Really? Um, yeah, really. I'm like, you know, I I was in a situation recently where somebody was asking me about like trends in the Seattle dining oh. scene and I was like, "Oh god, I am the worst person to ask." I'm like, "I like tacos." <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, I hear tacos are going to be big. I like pizza. Uh, hey, have you ever had a hamburger? Mm, I don't know, overrated. <laughs> okay. Um anyway, sorry, go on. I don't know. What was I saying? I don't know. Oh, I was saying that I was going to mention some of the trends that you've launched. Oh, like what? Let's let's unpack this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, drinking four milkshakes. Oh, that is a trend I'm proud of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, telling telling uh, nonsensical ghost stories. Wait, when when have I told ghost stories? Oh, that the was boneless, the, marsh- yes. the boneless hands? Yeah, no, no. That was a classic tale of horror. So would you take the 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 reins here on the Chin Kyung? Wow, did I just butcher that? The Chin Kyung vinegar, Chinese black vinegar. Yeah. So this this is a type of rice wine vinegar, but it's uh, ah, uh, you know, it's why is it black in color? I don't know the answer, but it's like it's got it's got more of like a fruity, almost balsamicy edge compared to white rice vinegar. It has a fascinating smell and. Very whiny kind of smell. Mm. This is by far the weirdest one we've tried so far. Whoa! Uh, if you've ever like had soup dumplings or something like that, you generally make a dipping sauce for them out of black vinegar and soy sauce. Yes. You might have had it there. Um, yeah, it's weird stuff. It's very, very bright. It's like really um, round. Yeah, and it's got it's got a funk to it. It has a real funk. Um, to me, this this is indispensable for making kung pao chicken, like uh, a good glug of 
of black vinegar really makes a Kung Pao chicken I for never me. make Kung Pao chicken. You should be making Kung Pao chicken. It's the best. Okay. Okay. Would you link to the Kung Pao chicken recipe you use most? Or Absolutely. do you just go off the cuff on it? I usually I usually go off the off the res, off the rails on that. But yeah. uh I uh I, I think I think the the basis of the recipe that I make, uh, which is I'm sure from Fuchsia Dunlop and I'm sure has been published on Serious Eats. So we'll link to that. Cool. Okay. So let's move on to red wine vinegar. And I'm kind of scared of the container you've got so there. So this is like real uh, restaurant stuff. Yeah, this is um, De Louis or De Louis brand. Dom De Louis brand. <laughs> Vinaigre de vin rouge, uh, red wine vinegar from France. But it's in a it's in a it's in a giant jug, jug. Uh, a big plastic jug. This I is, know a jug when I is, see one, and this, this is, is a jug. <laughs> this is the form in which we get it from one of our distributors called Provista. And um, anyway. Yeah, if you're at Delancey, you'll notice a bunch of like big vinegar jugs like this. If and you're at Delancey, you'll notice <laughs> a bunch of big vinegar jugs. A bunch of big jugs. Um, um, anyway, but this is my own personal jug. <laughs> I keep it at home. And this is what I generally use for salad dressings. This is a 7% acidity one. And okay, we were, let's, let's do it. Let's look at the acidity of other ones that we were. Uh, this The rice vinegar is 4.3%, so that's like much lower. Yeah, man, this Whoa. to me is like what th- this is what vinaigrettes are are made of in my world. If I could have one superpower, that's very good. Um, it would be to be able to pour just a drop out of a jug because I failed so hard. Okay, so the white wine vinegar we tasted in the last episode was six percent. Okay, this this is going to be our, our what we're going to do now. <laughs> we're just going to go through and and like real numbers. Yeah, off. yeah, we got to just fill up space. Uh, <laughs> You know what's a great way to fill up space is a big jug. (laughs) I think that um, a number of these have been 7% actually, Matthew. So we might have misspoken in our previous episode. Well, we said 5 to 7. That's true. And then I said 1 was 4. And then I said that that 7 I thought was a little high. Did I just play footsie with you again? Yes, but what what do you think (laughs) the pH is on these? Let's talk pH. (laughs) So wait. So the lower the pH, the more acidic, and the higher, the more basic? Correct. Okay. So I don't know. What's the pH? pH on these things? I don't know, like three. Okay. Something like that. And what's stomach Four. acid? Oh, like one. What do you think Coca-Cola is? I'm, I'm absolutely making these numbers up. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet I'm within three. What do you think of that old, like, you know, urban legend that it, that Coca-Cola can, like, uh, basically, like... Dissolve a tooth? D- dissolve a tooth. I think it's probably true... But it doesn't mean anything other than it can dissolve a tooth if you leave it in there for weeks. Yeah. I could dissolve a tooth in my in my stomach if yes. you left it in there for I weeks. I swallowed the first tooth I ever lost. Really? I was so upset. Oh, I remember yeah. – this is one of my earliest memories. I was at – was it kindergarten? Uh, yeah, preschool? it probably was, yeah. Kindergarten, I think. And, yeah, and I was, like, sitting, having lunch, and I took a bite out of an apple, and my tooth came out and went right down the, my throat with the apple chunk and was never seen this again. This explains so much about you, Matthew. Oh, I know. Wow. No, this has been – I have been on and off couches telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> and also for other reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on and off couches. 
couches. <laughs> like after the 420 episode when I was on your couch napping. For hours, yes. Yeah, we didn't mention that in the 420 episode. Because it, it happened after the episode it happened was after recorded. the episode, but Matthew and I went out for pizza and then ice cream and then we took naps. Big naps. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is perhaps the most comfortable bra I've ever owned. And I, there was something I was wondering about Third Love, and maybe you've been wondering too, what does the name mean? So what I got, does it mean? I went to their website where you can chat with a with a fit and customer service specialist at any time. And and who did you tell them you were? Um, so I got onto this website and I'm like, wait a minute, do I say, what's your name for the chat? And I'm like, if I put in my name as Matthew, like I'm like a guy on a bra website, like <laughs> I'm, I'm some kind of creep for sure. So I decided I was going to be a different kind of creep and I put in my wife's name. Amazing. So now I have posed as a woman in an internet chat room you Can check that one <laughs> off my list. So what did you learn? So here's what I learned. Uh, the that third love stands for the three things that women love about their products, the look, feel and fit. Huh, okay. Would you would you agree with I that? I do. I love the look, the feel, and the fit. And I'm look, feel, and fit right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Third Love, I think that Third Love is is pretty darn likable and, and feelable and fit. And I think you should try it too. Not you, <laughs> me, Matthew. Matthew? Not, not you. Or me, Lori. Lori, Matthew. <laughs> I think our listeners should try this bra because Third Love is giving them uh, sort of a... Third Love's making an offer they can't refuse. Basically. No, you, you cannot refuse this offer. You're going to go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and you're going to get to try Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra for free for 30 days. You can wash it. You can cut the tags off. You can use it. And at the end of 30 days, if you don't like it, it, don't lose it. Because at the end of the 30 days, if you don't like it, you can send it back and they'll charge you nothing. If you do like it, just keep it and they will charge your credit card. Yep. It's a pretty sweet deal. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and look, feel and fit. (laughs) Want to try that again? No, you do it. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to start your free trial today. Could we taste, uh, I have some, like, the cheapest red wine vinegar. Oh, yeah, let's taste it on, on the heels of the restaurant quality. I'm going to just dab it on the heels of my restaurant. I'm not sure where the heels are. Uh, I think that would be the dumpster out back. Okay. I mean, I mean, not that I'm comparing people's heels to a dumpster, but. Well, in so- the summertime, you might not be wrong. When everybody's wearing sandals and stuff. Oh, this is a really different color, much clearer and much more pink. It's not eh. as different as you would think, but it does taste more just like w- white vinegar. Yes, it does. It's not bad by any means. In fact, is this just like white vinegar? Oh, no, it's well, red wine vinegar. <laughs> it is red in color. It is red in color. I just thought maybe it had like food dye in it. That is not out of the question. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, – we, do we have just one more? We have just one more. Okay. So – but this one, it casts a long shadow. Uh so we got we got balsamic vinegar. We here. got balsamic vinegar, and like this this was the vinegar of the eighties, my friends. Yeah, is there any other food you can think of that is like fallen so far off of what seemed to be a permanent pedestal? Uh, I was gonna say sun dried tomatoes, but sun dried yes. tomatoes the pedestal was never as high. Never as high. Uh, yeah. What were some other food trends of the eighties? Cheesecake, uh, cocaine. <laughs> uh, that's, that's still cheesecake. pretty popular. Uh, pasta. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, come uh, on. Well, pasta is pasta is eternal. Was when was Squid Ink? 
Oh, I think that was probably sort of in the 80s. God, I love stuff made with squid ink. Oh, me too. Oh, and, but and, I, not that I ever go get some squid ink. and You, you never go milk a squid? No. <laughs> That's how they get it, I right? love squid ink. And to be clear, you started all of these trends, right? I did. I did. You know, actually, I'm the first person in the world to ever make pasta. And to ever milk a squid. Yes. Before you, they said it couldn't be done, and you just reached into the ocean. I was like, wanna bet? <laughs> and and yeah, you had that. You had the, the ink out of that squid in seconds. Yeah. I'm disgusted just <laughs> thinking. I'm like, oh, God, can I just go wash my hands now? Um, um, so, yeah, balsamic vinegar... I mean, it's good, right? It's good. Here's the thing. Like, I just don't understand. I don't want it anywhere near my salad. (laughs) I I didn't know what the last word of that sentence was going to be. I don't want it anywhere near my salad. And frankly, I I do. I think I think that I I almost prefer it used in like uh, sweet applications than savory applications. Like Mm. when it's when it's been reduced a lot and it's very like sort of um, viscous and sticky. Do you, is it the sweetness of it? Yeah, it's so sweet and it is so aggressive. And it's um, got kind of oily is not the right word, but it's you know it's it's got viscosity that I other. I love dinners, the word viscosity. Viscosity, yes. viscosity, viscosity. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I was going to say something about viscosity and thermal breakdown, but we did that. Uh, we <laughs> that we that happened to us a couple episodes ago already. How feel about the the very 80s trend of uh, an Italian restaurant putting out a little, you know, dish of balsamic vinegar and olive oil for you to dip your bread in. I approve. I always find it's like hard, kind of harder to get the vinegar mm-hmm. than I want. The whole like properties of, of oil and water. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, hydrophilic and hydrophobic I compounds. I love that stuff. Can we talk about like, oh, yeah, let's talk. Let's just get all geeky on lipids. Yeah, let's. Let's let's geek out. Let's let's have. Uh, can some... I go? Can we get a blackboard and I can like draw some like lipid heads and tails yes. on it? Yes. Cool. Let's can have... I draw like a like a like a cell membrane? Yes. You know what else was popular in the eighties? <laughs> a lipid lunch. <laughs> no, that was the Atkins diet. <laughs> oh, I was okay. I was thinking of a, a three martini lunch. I'm gonna have one of those soon. What? I'm going to New Orleans next week. Are martinis a big thing in New Orleans? There's a place that has, I think, some place that has like a three martini lunch and then martinis are 25 cents each and it's actually a really good place. Whoa. Yeah. How? I am going to have, let's be realistic, half a martini. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like martinis and I feel guilty about it. I have come around to it. It's because I don't like olives, which I also feel guilty about. I like a dirty martini. I, yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Uh, um, no, what, what, what I was going to say was I remember this restaurant in Oklahoma City called Portobello's. Portobello mushrooms. Fuck yes. Those were huge in the 80s. Yes. Literally. And they're, and they're still huge, but not as popular. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there was this place called Portobello's and um, it was, you know, like the best Italian restaurant in Oklahoma City for a time. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was a mean thing to laugh at, but. Yeah, I, know. I stand by I know. my my. Anyway, uh, my best friend Jennifer, uh, she was two years older than me, and I think she was probably sixteen at this point. I was fourteen, and she had this raging crush on this guy named Todd Blaisdell. Hey, Todd, um, and hi, Jennifer. And anyway, Todd worked at Portobello's. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it wasn't called Portobello's. <laughs> what might else it have been called? That was not English. 
I can't what else remember. might it have but been anyway, called? Wherever he worked, they had, you know, like a bread basket on the table and a little dish with the olive oil and balsamic vinegar. And Jennifer and I, even though we were like basically kids, sometimes we would like just go there to like stalk him just by ourselves. And and just eat bread. Like, and without leave. our parents. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. You know, speaking of previously on spilled milk, we should mention that after which episode was it where we talked about Violet and that was the ham and cheese episode. The ham and cheese episode that uh, that we that we did hear from some members of that band. Yeah, we heard from Zach Brown. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I got the whole lowdown on uh, what the uh, the members of Violet Vi- Violet N are up to now. Well, everyone wants to know. We should probably we should probably go through member by member. Oh, okay. So so <laughs> I was not serious. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get on with this. Oh, we haven't tasted the balsamic yet, oh, have great. we? I am so tired of tasting vinegars. Can I, mean, I be This is done the last yet? one. This one is look how look at the top of this. It looks oh. like Do you remember in the X-Files when there was like the black oil or whatever that was oozing out of people's eyes? It looks yeah. like that's what's crusted on the It yeah, it looks like something you would see on a dipstick. I don't oh, even know. Totally. I, I Have you ever checked a car's oil? Yes, I've checked. I I know my way around a dipstick. Yeah, I used to. I, I used to drive a, a 1980 Honda Civic, which was great. It was silver. It was a little hatchback, and it was something was always wrong with it. Um. So Matthew, this is this is a pretty cool substance, actually. I mean, I'm gonna the the oh it you're had, peeling off. No, there's like a piece of lint on there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is a pretty cool substance. I. How do you feel about cleaning lint filters? Did we talk about this already on the housekeeping episode? Uh, yes, we we talked about your like orgasmic relationship to cleaning the lint filter in your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's a little bit how I feel about cleaning the lint filter in the the dryer. I was talking about the dryer. That like when I go down to the communal laundry room in my apartment complex building theoretically people are supposed to clean their clean the lint filter after they use the dryer which i always do and but when i find one uh, an empty dryer where someone hasn't cleaned the lint filter i'm like yes now i get to clean two lint filters for the price of one it's super super satisfying so caramelly it is so caramelly i mean this is a very nice balsamic vinegar it's real thick it's uh it's from modena as as they are this is La Vecchia Dispensa. Which means the old the spinster. Old, the old dispensary. Is this uh, Mrs. Cubison's dispenser. product? The, it's from the old dispenser. <laughs> yes. The, if you go around the city of Sorry, Modena, <laughs> you find these these like just spigots coming you know, out it's, of... It's like in Rome. It's like a vestige of the whole like aqueduct system. Exactly. It's just clean drinking water. Only it was water. the, uh, the duct. Uh, yes, when in Rome, steal vinegar. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, when in Modena. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra might be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. And to get your hands on one, no charge, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk and get a 30-day free trial. If you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back. Your card will not be charged a thing. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. This was our vinegar part two episode. Yes. Uh, Stay tuned for part three. Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find, I mean, there are other vinegars. There's like 
uh, you made a joke about them in in your first book. Yeah. Um, other vinegars that I have in my house are uh, Sauterne vinegar, cognac vinegar, um, tomato vinegar, um, various types of infused balsamic vinegar. Okay, you need to go back to your house and bring those, and we're doing vinegar part three. Uh, let's not. Uh, okay, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where we'll post a link to a Kung Pao chicken recipe. Mm. Aren't you proud of me for remembering that? Yeah, good job. Continuity. You can also find us on iTunes, where you can leave us a review. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. I want to hear your 80s balsamic vinegar memories. Like, yeah, or like portobello mushroom stories. Yes, definitely. If, if you found, if you had a dish in the 80s that combined portobello mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, and uh, oh, goat cheese. Oh, yes. And yeah. balsamic vinegar. I want to hear about that. Please. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We give squid jobs. <laughs> I'm resigning. <laughs> and now I have to give two-fisted squid jobs. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> I'm not here anymore. <laughs> I haven't changed anything since yesterday, so we should be ready to rumble. I mean, but I'm always ready to rumble. Do you mean that you also haven't changed your clothes? No, I haven't changed anything. I've been sitting here <laughs> since since yesterday morning. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.